The Dallas Stars had a very eventful weekend. They had a game on Saturday against the New York Islanders, a game Sunday against the Washington Capitals, and then made a big trade deal for their roster on Sunday evening. We'll talk about all of it on today's episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked on Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked on Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, credentialed member of the Dallas Stars media, coming to you on Monday, March 21st. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. And like I said, to open the show, this was a big weekend for the Stars, and we're talking about both games as well as the Scott Wedgwood trade news. But before we get into that, do you want to take a moment and say thank you for stopping by today's episode of Locked on Stars. Whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube or the follow button if you're listening on a podcasting platform and leave a rating or a review. If you like what you hear, you can also find me on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis and our show on Twitter at Locked on Stars. Be sure to give us a follow there as well. But without any further hesitation, let's get right down to business, starting with Saturday's game on Long Island against New York. Uh, not the New York Rangers. The Stars will not be playing them anymore this season. But this was game one of two against the Islanders this season, a team that the Stars had not seen since before the COVID-19 pandemic, another one of these teams that's been kind of the trend over the last little bit of the season, playing a lot of these Eastern Conference teams that the Stars haven't seen in a while, and the Islanders, the next team off that list. And Dallas did fall short in this game, but I would argue, and I think many other people would argue this as well, that they were the better team for the majority of this game. They outshot the Islanders 39-25 shots on goal and 64-40 in overall shot attempts. So there were looks there. There was effort. There was a pursuit on an attempt to win this game, but uh, stellar goaltending from the New York Islanders from Simeon Berlamov uh, was just too much to overcome, and that's just been a weird trend this season is goalies just look fantastic against the Stars. The Stars just seem to not be able to execute on a lot of their opportunities despite being the team that gets more shots and more shots on goal most nights that they take the ice. And this was one of those few losses, though, for the Stars this season where you can look at the game as a whole from a bird's-eye view and say both teams played well, and it's just like, hey, only one team can win. Uh, and, and I think that was kind of the, you know, from the coaching staff to the players, I think that was just kind of the post-game vibe of, like, we liked how we played. And even from, you know, watching and listening to, you know, what was being said during the game, uh, you know, that seems like the Stars were in it, and there was effort, and there was heart and hustle, uh, and a lot of, you know, determination to be in this game. And, you know, that shot from Jacob Peterson to cut the lead down to one goal, to make it three to one in the late stages of the third. I mean, that was big. I mean, they, I, a lot of times I feel like the Stars team goes down by more than one goal. They kind of roll over and die. But, you know, they showed a little bit of fight, showed a little bit of spark 
in the waning moments of this matchup. Just Varlamov was having one of his best games of the season. And so it's, it's just one of, you know, a lot of times, you know, you hear, oh, like, you know, you didn't want it more and, you know, you let this team beat you, but you also beat yourselves. But I, I think this is just one of those games where both teams played well. You got to tip your caps to, you know, the New York Islanders and Varlamov as well as, uh, you know, longtime New York Islander Brock Nelson getting the hat trick. I mean, they they played well. And this is a sneaky, good New York Islanders team. They've actually been pretty hot as of late. Uh, they actually lost on Sunday 2-1 to one to the Philadelphia Flyers, which is kind of ironic because before then they were on a six-game point streak, including that win over the Dallas Stars. And this is a team that if the scheduling had been a little bit more favorable to start the year, they could very well be in the Eastern Conference playoff picture. But their first 17 games of the season, were on the road. They were finishing construction on their new arena on Long Island. And that, you know, they had to play the first 17 games traveling, not in their home building, really no form of consistency except just going from town to town, playing hockey in not your own building, staying not at your house, staying at hotels and buses, planes, you name it. I mean, that's just a tough hand to be dealt. Uh, and the Eastern Conference is already very competitive and tough because this is a team that's been to the Eastern Conference finals the past two seasons. And they certainly have a lot of talent, and it was very much on display on Saturday against the Stars. So it's one of those losses where both teams played well. The Stars competed excellently, but this is actually uh, a pretty good team that they that they lost to at home, and they'll get to see them again, and they can look to enact revenge at home at the AAC when they match up again. And even Rick Bonus post game, I think that was it's telling of how this game went, given his reaction. A lot of times after a Stars loss, you know he. And this is just Rick Bonus. This is most coaches. Uh, you know, they list out kind of here's what we did wrong. You know, we need to do this better. This player, you know, made some mistakes, but I know that they can do that. You know, they'll work on it. They'll get better. But he he seemed pretty pleased with the team's performance overall. Not a whole lot of frustration. Uh, really, just frustrated that they took the loss and couldn't get points because those are incredibly valuable right now. But in his eyes and in the players' eyes, they did all they could. They fought hard uh, and they just fell short. Uh, by really one goal, the the New York Islanders won four to two, but they did get an empty net goal. Um, you know, he said that they would carry the momentum of that game into Washington D.C. And as we'll talk about in a little bit, we know that they did just that. And overall, this game, uh, you know, the Stars had some great effort from some guys on the bottom lines. You know, you had Denis Gurionov, a goal and assist. Uh, Jacob Peterson also a goal and assist. They actually assisted on each other's goals. Jacob Peterson had taken some time off uh, in the middle stages of March. I believe he played March 4th against the Winnipeg Jets and then did not come back until that game on March 12th against the New York Rangers at home. But now he's been back in the rotation and it's been good to have Jacob Peterson back. I think he's played 50 games this season, has 10 goals, uh, you know, which is pretty good numbers, all things considered. I know that we saw Jason Robertson put up one of the best rookie performances in franchise history last season. And so, you know, 10 goals may not seem like a lot, but a good season overall for Jacob Peterson. And like I said earlier in this segment, that goal from him was absolutely huge. Uh, and the effort on that play is not something that you can coach or teach. That is all uh, Jacob Peterson just being the guy that he is. And then, of course, we always love to see Denis Gurionov get involved in the offense with the year that he's had, breaking a little bit of a scoring slump of his own. I uh, love to see 34 get on the board anytime that he can. And there's really just been good depth scoring as of late, which we're going to talk about a little bit in the next segment as well. We did have a guy on Sunday uh, get on the board with a goal uh, who has not been playing on the top lines very much this season. But speaking of the top line, that's really just kind of maybe the key uh, that the Stars need for the closing 
games of the season is they need to have games where the top line plays well and the secondary scoring plays well. It seems like they either get one or the other, kind of like the special teams. You're either getting a great penalty kill or you're getting a great power play from the Stars. And as of late, it's typically been more great penalty killing. But maybe that is going to finally turn around, and we're going to talk about that in the next segment because on Sunday we saw the return of the Dallas Stars power play. We'll be talking about that on the other side of a quick break. Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens and their product, AG1. AG1 helps you improve your stomach health, gives you more energy, and gives you a plethora of vitamins. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. AG1 is not filled with nasty chemicals or artificial anything, and it still tastes delicious, and it supports good sleep, quality recovery, mental clarity, and alertness. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Jumping back into today's episode of Locked on Stars, your first listen of the day. Your host, Dane Lewis here at Dane double underscore Lewis on Twitter at Locked on Stars on Twitter as well. You can find our show. Be sure to follow at both those spots if you do not do so already. Continuing to talk about the weekend that was for Texas's favorite hockey team. The Dallas Stars were in action yesterday, the second game of a back-to-back against the Washington Capitals, who embarrassed them. Uh, and they're at, at back at the American Airlines Center back on January 28th. It was Sergei Zuboff night, and the Stars got shut out 5-0, but they enacted revenge on the Caps, getting the 3-2 win. Not shutting them out and not blowing them out, but a win is a win. Two points will be taken by the Stars team any chance that they get. Braden Holtzby makes his return to D.C. for the first time since he was you know, since he departed from them in 2020, uh, going to Vancouver for a season, did not get to go back with the COVID scheduling. Finally, back in Washington, D.C. Unfortunately, he was not able to suit up and play, but he was present and he got to see the tribute video and just take in the ovation and the applause and the cheers from the D.C. faithful. It was a great moment to watch. Uh, Caps fans were, you know, very appreciative of the time that Braden Holtby spent in D.C. winning a Vesna Trophy and, of course, a Stanley Cup back in 2018. Really awesome moment. Very happy for Braden. I know uh, that he loved the moment, and even guys on the bench were getting a little bit emotional, including Coach Bonus as well, he said in his postgame presser. And Caps fans were treated to the recent fruits of Braden Holtby's mentoring labor uh, and Jake Gottinger, who had 36 saves. And, uh, you know, you know, the Caps fans are cheering on Braden Holtby and little did they know they were in store uh, for a performance um, from a guy that I guess you could say is maybe a future Braden Holtby, you know, uh, this new wave of young, talented goalies coming into the league, uh, being led by guys like Jake Gottinger, um, who hopefully one day, uh, 20 years from now, you know, he's getting his own ovations at the AAC uh, for whatever reason it might be, whether it's jersey retirement or he's just in a booth, uh, a really cool moment. And I think even cool for Jake to to see a guy that's mentored him so well this season be appreciated for the time that he spent in this league. Uh, but getting into the game, the Stars, um, you know, still is kind of the same as the New York Islanders game. They played 
kind of about the same level. They did have a good sense of urgency and intensity, and which is great for a second game of a back-to-back. They did rack up a good amount of penalties, 12 total penalty minutes for the Stars, uh, kind of all up and down the roster. I know Jamie Benn was in the box twice, Yanni Hockenpah. I believe Michael Raffle was in the box at one point, Jason Robertson. So kind of all spread out. Some of the guys penalty killers, some of them not really. But regardless, the Stars found a way to overcome that and get the win they overcame an Alex Ovechkin power play goal uh you know death taxes Ovechkin scoring on a one-timer on the power play his 40th on the season he now has 12 40 goal seasons all time tying Wayne Gretzky uh for first place in that race so one more 40 goal season from Alex Ovechkin and he has passed Gretzky in that regard 770 goals all time for number eight for the Washington Capitals not, I mean, no shame in that game. If you're Jake Ottinger or the defense, Alex Ovechkin uh, is good for just about a point a game, if not at least one goal uh, game. And he had some great saves on him throughout the game in general. Um, so, you know, you're going to give up a goal to Ovechkin every now and then. It happens to actually, literally, the best of them pretty often. But again, we talked about it in the game against the New York Islanders, and it happened this game. We had some more secondary scoring, the first goal of the game for the Stars, coming courtesy of Alexander Radulov, who's been skating very well as of late and finally starting to rack up some goals here in the late stages of the season. They've been hard to come by for him so far throughout the year, but he's finally kind of hitting his stride offensively, which, again, that's something the Stars will take at this point in the season. The guy who's been so productive from them the past few seasons, really kind of taking a fall off in the statistical category, finally coming to a little bit here in the late March stages of the season. And on that goal, uh, there was an assist from Marion Studenich. He gets his first point as a Dallas star coming on an assist, of course. And I really like Marion Studenich from what I've seen from him, from you know his performances with the Stars so far this season. Didn't get to watch any of his AHL action, but even here at the NHL, I mean, he's coming into this lineup not meant to be you know this big answer for scoring problems, but just a guy that's going to be depth. And really, if you think about it, we got Studenich and lost Tanner Caro. And from what I've seen so far, Studenich is far and away a much better player than Tanner Carroll was. He's got good size. He's got excellent speed and excellent hustle. There's been several plays where the Stars have actually had really good forechecking, which the forechecking for the Stars has been pretty good across the board this season, a lot of games, but especially with a guy like him, he moves so quick and with so much urgency towards the puck, and then he uses his big 6'1 frame, about a little over 180 pounds, uh, to kind of force the issue and either keep the puck or at least make it difficult for the opposition to make a clean exit from their zone. So having him and Dennis Gurionov on this team for a while could spell trouble for the rest of the league because they're kind of similar players. I really like him. I think that he's played well. I mean, obviously not putting up monster numbers, but a guy that kind of knows his place in the lineup and makes some really good sappy plays for the stars that aren't going to show up in the stat sheet, uh, but definitely do show up in the eyes of his teammates and his coaches. Uh, Rupe Hintz, a guy that I feel like we haven't talked a whole lot about on this show. He's been in a, a mini slump of his own, similar to Denis Gurionov, but this one feels even weightier because this is a guy on the Stars' top line that we've been talking about all season. He went through that major slump to start the year, finally broke it, went on an absolute tear, and hopefully that's what we see now. He's been on a little bit of a dry spell in the scoring department, but he scores two crucial goals, and they were crucial for two reasons crucial for the win obviously i mean you want to score more goals than the opposition rupe made sure that was possible but also crucial for the special teams we all know that the stars power play has been abysmal as of late and just not able to find consistency but two goals on the man advantage should prove good for this squad as a whole 
And hopefully moving forward, especially moving forward to play at home against the Edmonton Oilers soon should help get the Stars power play back to where it is. The top line also been reeling a little bit as of late. Everyone on the top line records at least one point. Joe Pavelski gets two assists. Jason Robertson assists on one of Rupe's goals as well. So maybe the chemistry is starting to come back a little bit. And if that's the case, this is an ideal time for that to happen. But all in all, this is great because the Stars come away from this road trip with a two and two record. All things considered, that's pretty good. I mean, you're not going to go 4-0 on the road like we saw from them earlier this season every time you go out and play those kind of road series. So a 2-2 two and two split is just fine. It's not great. I think that they still could have won that New York game. That, that Toronto game was a disaster from the get-go. Uh, it seems like they were due for one of those on one of these road trip games. They got it out of the way early. They get a gutsy win in Montreal. They play really close and really hard in New York and still lose the game. They play hard against Washington, and they come out on top. Jake Ottinger, another fantastic performance between the pipes. His offense finally giving him a little bit of support, and the defense playing pretty well, also shutting down some attempts from Alex Ovechkin and company. And now they get to go back to the friendly confines of the AAC, not playing again until Tuesday against the Edmonton Oilers, which is a big game because Edmonton's still kind of in that same ballpark as the Stars as far as points and playoff positioning. But coming up next, we will talk about the Dallas Stars' recent transaction as far as trades go. By the time you're listening to this, it is the final day uh, that trades can be made in the NHL, and the Stars made a deal late on Sunday night, and we'll be talking about it after another quick break. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. It's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering, information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. Today's episode is also brought to you by Built Bar. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with Built Bars. They are better for you. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Compare that to a Built Bar, which only has 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and a new flavor for this month with white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. At Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time. Go to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order at Built. Com. And closing out today's episode of Locked on Stars, your first listen of the day, the Dallas Stars made a move at the trade deadline or before the trade deadline. Uh, I was getting kind of skeptical that there would not be any movement. Uh, I know we've seen, you know, some small little roster adjustments on Sekera, 
back in the lineup. I know he was waived, but now he's been back in the lineup. Thomas Harley did not play Sunday against the Washington Capitals. So some small little tweak roster moves being made. Obviously, Miro Haskinen has not played for quite some time now, still out with mononucleosis. But on Sunday night, news broke that the Stars would be acquiring Scott Wedgwood from the Arizona Coyotes, and in return, they would be sending a 2023 conditional fourth-round pick to Arizona, uh, conditional in the fact that if the Stars make the playoffs this season, that 2023 draft pick turns from a fourth-round pick to a third-round pick. So the Stars not really losing too much to bring in Scott Wedgwood, and this is clearly a move to give Jake Gottinger a proper NHL-caliber backup goalie while Brayden Holtby is away. Adam Scheel had been pulled up from the AHL to be the backup, but I don't think he was ever really the long-term answer or the long-term plan for Jim Neal, for Rick Bonus, and the Stars in general. I mean, this is a guy who has not seen NHL time. Uh, you know, been an AHL guy all this season. I mean, especially if the Stars make the postseason. You cannot go into the playoffs with just one NHL-caliber goalie in Jake Gottinger. So they make this move, uh, and, you know, it's I think it's a good move because Jake did say after Sunday's game, you know, he's asked about playing in the back to back, playing excellent in both games. And he said that he loves to be out there, wants to be out there for every game. Ideally, he hates backing up. He hates sitting on the bench and watching. He wants to be in the action and in the game, which is great, which is what you want to hear as a fan. But also you want him to be careful. I mean, he loves the game, but he also does need his fair share of rest. Youth is on his side right now. He's still young. He still has his body working in his favor. But wear and tear are a very real thing. And I would hate to see his career become shortened because of all this load being put on him at this point in his career or even see him get an injury now. Heaven forbid. Uh, you know, it's just one of those things where he's playing excellent, but you just want to avoid the worst case scenario either now or down the road and give him some proper help as far as as a backup goalie. And that's also for even if he does have a bad game and he has to get pulled, you can put in Scott Wedgwood, who is a capable NHL goalie. He's played 29 games this season. He actually started out the year in New Jersey, which I had kind of forgotten about. He only played three games with the Devils, then got moved to the Arizona Coyotes. Like I said, 29 games on the season, a 909 save percentage, a 316 goals against average, 10, 14, and three record. And, you know, you look at those numbers, nothing really pops out, nothing fantastic, but you also have to take into account that those numbers are with the New Jersey Devils, who are not making the playoffs, and the Arizona Coyotes, who are also not making the playoffs. Teams that are at the bottom of their divisions and conferences. So not great numbers, but also playing for a pretty bad team in Arizona. Most of those stats really coming from his time with the Coyotes. However, he actually has pretty decent numbers against the Dallas Stars. He's 1-2 and two against them this season. 81 saves on 89 shots. Uh, most recently, that game that they played on a Sunday in Arizona. I know it was frustrating to watch because he was just having a game similar to Varlamov, uh, they, you know, the Islanders this past weekend, that kind of game where the stars are getting shots, but he's just saving everything with his glove or turning the shots to the side. But he has a 910 save percentage against the stars, a 268 goals against average. But now he's a member of the stars, so he cannot terrorize us anymore, at least uh, by playing against us. I guess if he has a bad performance, he can terrorize us in that way. But I think this move's fine. I like the move, especially because the Stars didn't really have to give up too much. And it just makes me nervous because it makes me think that something is really wrong with Brayden Holtby. Um, and, you know, shocker, shocker, NHL teams aren't telling us uh, what injuries are happening to these players. It's, oh, it's a lower body injury. Well, a lower body injury um, could be a minor sprained ankle. Uh, out one, you know, two, four weeks or something like that, or it could be a torn ACL. It's like, we don't know. We know it's a lower body injury. Uh, you know, it could be a stub toe or, you know, 
something awful. Um, so obviously, Braden Holtzby was walking around and looked normal just in his suit uh, Sunday in Washington. But we don't really know what the deal is with him. But now Jake Ottinger has a proper NHL backup, a guy who's you know proven and capable, but now actually on a team uh, with a little bit better defense than New Jersey and Arizona. So he's going to be getting a little bit more support than he has been getting the rest of the season. And I'm curious to see how he plays and how soon we will see him play. I can't imagine we'll see him on Tuesday. I think now with Jake Ottinger getting time to rest between Sunday and Tuesday's matchup against the Oilers, that he will get to start that night for sure. And then it's just up in the air on when we will see Scott Wedgwood make his first appearance for the Dallas Stars. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Be sure to subscribe to and follow our show wherever you listen at, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform. Remember, we are free and available no matter where you listen or how you listen. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Now go make your second listen of the day, the Locked on Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast at. Also, you are hearing this on Monday. And if you're listening in the morning, uh, let me remind you that I will be going live at 2 o'clock Central Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time at the conclusion of the trade deadline to talk all about the chaos that will be happening. I'm sure more deals have already gone down by the time you're hearing this and more deals will likely be going down again if you are hearing this on Monday before 2 o'clock Central Time. But you'll want to be there. It'll be on the Locked on Stars YouTube page, which will be linked down below on this episode. Be sure to also follow me on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis and our show as well at Locked on Stars. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you in the live stream at two o'clock central time and on Tuesday as well.